Well, up to the Waikato we head now. There we find Headlands Managing Director Warren Morritt. Now, Headlands have been doing a wee bit of research because as the government tells us, we need to reduce our emissions. And as it stands, the only way to reduce emissions is to reduce our production. But research out of the Headlands group says there are better ways to achieve and even exceed the climate targets. Here to unpick it is Warren now. And first of all, how are things in the Waikato? Good afternoon. Afternoon, Rowena. How are you? Very well, thank you. You're getting enough rain out there? Uh, yeah, no, we are. We've had uh, probably too much rain now, but uh, actually we've just had a, a reasonable uh, stretch of nice fine weather, so uh, good to see the sun again. Yeah, absolutely. Now tell me about this research. You've got a control farm and you've done a lot of modelling around different scenarios. What is it showing you? Yeah, so what we did was we took the dairy statistics 2018-19 year for the Waikato average and modelled that up on a number of programmes, Ada, Overseer, Red Sky for the financials, and also then used the Cornell model to just verify the greenhouse gas numbers coming out of Overseer. So we made that the base farm, and then we looked at four various scenarios with the intention of achieving the greenhouse gas targets but at the same time at trying to maintain milk production at a farm level. So what we did, uh, we actually modelled up five scenarios because we also uh, wanted to have a look at what was the impact of what was the climate changes uh, recommendation at the time when we started that modelling which was, well the rhetoric around that was about a 15% drop in stocking rate and limiting supplements so we wanted to look at the impact of that as well. So what we did, we progressively dropped stocking rate across the four scenarios, increased the size of the animal from 450 kgs to 550 kgs, and we introduced concentrates up to about 18.5% in the most advanced scenario, uh, scenario four. We made sure we stayed within Fonterra's cooperative difference criteria, so always still over 80% homegrown feed. So that was one of the key things we also wanted to achieve. And what we were able to do, if we look at scenario four versus the control, we were able to maintain milk production, keep it the same across those four scenarios, increase profitability at a farm level by 22% while holding that milk production. Uh, We actually dropped stocking rate from uh, three cows per hectare to two, so it was actually a 36% drop in stocking rate, which sounds huge. Yeah. Yeah. But the size of the animal, of course, has gone up. So in reality, the impact's more of around 18% if you looked at a um, comparative stocking rate scenario. And what we were able to do was reduce the greenhouse gas by 15.6% at a total farm level and also on a milk solids basis. Now, and that's the key difference to just reducing stocking rate and dropping production because you don't actually change the carbon footprint of the product of the end product. And at the end of the day, that's what we're going to get measured on by the global consumer. So basically what we're doing here is less cows, feeding them better, getting bigger production per cow. What about farms, though, that have already reduced their stocking rate and might be sitting at quite a high level of inputs already? Yeah, and that's, that's, I guess, a little bit tricky for them. What we've, what we've modelled here is against the Waikato average, so we've, we've tried to look at that as the scenario. 
there'd probably be some tweaking that could go on on those other farms, but the, the opportunities aren't as great for those particular farms where they've already dropped their stocking rate considerably. There may be opportunities for them to lift the size of the animal and get more efficiency that way because effectively what we're doing is we're getting about 110% of milk solids per kilogram of live weight under this scenario. Uh, the key to it actually is, and this is where there might be some opportunity for dairy farmers, is it's multifactorial but what, one of the key drivers is actually the concentrates because at the end of the day that 18.5% of concentrate going into those systems actually drives feed conversion efficiency because it substitutes less for forage. If you just try to uh, throw even high-quality forages into a, into a pasture-based system, you won't get quite the same impact because you have a higher level of substitution, so you won't be able to get that level of production per animal as efficiently. Yeah, interesting. Interesting concept, though. Uh, do you think the government will listen and uh, understand that there are ways that farmers can change by making a few tweaks, or are they going to blanket uh, slap everyone with some regulations? Well, we're hoping that they don't just dumb it down and try and make the calculation easy, because that's actually incredibly risky and um, and actually takes all of the sort of innovative things that farmers can do off the table. The only thing that leaves there is is to drop milk production, and that's actually that's probably the worst thing that could happen in terms of uh, not only for dairy farmers but also the economy. We have actually met with um, Minister O'Connor, and how did uh, that go? Actually, uh, actually went really positively. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so we're pleased about that. Um, he had his advisors there, and uh, and we had quite a quite a lengthy discussion uh, with his advisors. We're hoping that we will get listened to, and this is why we're particularly keen to get this information out there. And to be fair, Minister O'Connor said, uh, look, this is information that uh, you need to put in front of farmers. Hence our chat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, we will get this up in more depth on our website, thecountry.co.nz. Headlands Managing Director Warren Morritt, lovely to catch up with you. I think it's been about five years since we've uh, actually caught up, but thanks so much for your time. Great to chat. No, you're welcome. Thanks, Marina. Good to talk.